Good morning and welcome once again to our daily devotion podcast. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 14. I'll read from verse 22 to 33. Matthew 14 verse 22 to 33. Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is one of the stories that I like very much because it shows so much of Jesus' humanity that he was very much like us. It's a heartwarming story. Remember that Jesus had just heard that his friend and cousin John the Baptist had been executed in a very cruel way, callously, just over a birthday party when when Herod's stepdaughter danced and then demanded John's head on a platter. And just like that, John's head was on the platter, nothing to it. It was a disgusting story and Jesus must have been broken hearted. But even as he went to seek solace, the crowds came after him. Jesus had no time to rest. Instead of then hiding himself, Jesus responded by going out to to heal the sick, to teach. And even as he was exhausted, he did not want to send people home, but instead asked his disciples to gather to distribute just two fish and five loaves to feed 5,000 men and their women and their children. A wonderful miracle. But Jesus must have been very exhausted after all of this. He needed to rest. But we see here that Jesus did not just go off and say, well, I'm resting and leave the rest of the job to the disciples. Instead, Jesus chased his disciples up the boat. It says he made the disciples get into the boat. How loving a master. I think of a boss who rather than leaving early and leaving his, uh, leaving his minions and his servants and disciples to clean up after him, he got his disciples into the boat to get off, to rest. And he dismissed the people. What a wonderful picture of God. Imagine God making us rest before he would even do so. You know, in many circles, we 
we talk about Christian discipleship as in having to serve God and serve God till we are tired and exhausted and still to serve God to make God happy. How false is that teaching? What you see here is God who is so considerate. He was exhausted. He was the one who needed rest. He was the one who was broken hearted. But he sent his disciples off to the boat first and he cleaned up after them. I wonder about our Christian ministry, how often we serve out of guilt till we are bone tired and then we continue serving. But not Jesus. He serves and calls us to rest. But then Jesus had time with God. He had to speak with his Father, to cry to him. One of the best privileges of being a child of God is that you have a father to cry to. How often we, we face pain and we are broken hearted, we are disappointed, we are disillusioned. And it's such times that God invites us to spend the night with Him, just crying to Him and talking to Him. But notice that even Jesus, even though He was spending time alone, He was sensitive to what was happening to his disciples. The disciples in the boat had gone a considerable distance already and then they were buffeted by the winds, by the waves because the wind was against it. The boat was having difficulties. Jesus knew that the disciples were worried, they were frightened. I do not think the disciples were only frightened because they saw him walking and thought he was a ghost because he told them, take courage, to be brave, to not fear. I suspect that part of the fear was about the boat that was not making any progress at all. It was being pushed and buffeted in a storm. The disciples were afraid. I imagine Jesus feeling the disciples' fear, and rather than just, well, leaving them, he knew they were not going to die. But he was sensitive even to their fear and he wanted to get to them to assure them that they were alright. The fastest way was to walk on water, any way he could to reach his disciples. So he ran over the water and reached the boat. I think about friends, loyal friends, who hear of their loved ones or their friends in trouble and sometimes not even dying or something that's life-threatening, but just being afraid. Jesus wanted to get to them to tell them, do not be afraid. How often would we want Jesus to come, not when our lives are threatened, but just that we are afraid, just that we are worried. We're scared of the future, of the things that will happen. God comes to us and says, don't be afraid. I am here with you. What a loving father Jesus was. He had to make it to his friends just to assure them, just to calm their nerves. Have you ever experienced that from God? When you were tired and you're scared, and God comes to you just to reassure you. Peter, of course, like the little kid that he was, 
thought it was funny and unusual. Wow, Jesus is doing a miracle. He's walking on water. He says, Lord Jesus, I want to do it too. As he steps up, he sees the waves and he panics, starts to sink. This is the only time I read of Peter trying to walk on water. He never did it again. Perhaps he had grown up. Because it was not necessary to do miracles. Miracles were not something, not a plaything that, that Peter thought it was. It was such a thrill. It's almost like a kid sitting on a motorbike and having a joyride. Lord, just let me walk on water. How thrilling it is. Bragging rights and all. But perhaps he had grown up later on. To know that miracles themselves are not something to play with, something to, to be thrilled about. What was most assuring and most exciting is that Jesus knew their fears and he would make it to them. I think that's far more important than all the miracles that we can do, knowing that our Lord knows our fears and will make it all the way to us just to be with us, just to assure us that it is alright, he is with us. Miracles God can do anytime easily. But what is most important is that God will come to us when we need Him. Let us pray. Father, all things are possible for you. Nothing is too hard for you, but that's not the issue, is it? The real issue is how much you love us how much you will want to come to us when we are in need. We thank you that you care so much for us. You're not a slave driver. Rather, you would rather we rest and you slave away. Even when you were broken-hearted, even when you were tired, completely exhausted, you wanted your disciples to rest or you used the rest of your energy just to clean the rest of the show. Thank you, Lord, for how considerate you are and how loving you are to us. Help us to realize this. But Lord, we thank you also that for the opportunity, for the privilege of coming to you, to our Father, to cry to you when we are brokenhearted, that you will hear us. We ask, Lord, that you will allow us to know you better, to trust you more in all things, knowing that you are always attentive to us as we go about our lives. We ask today then that it will be a day conscious of your presence with us, of how attentive you are to our needs. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, do have a good day today and we'll hear from each other again tomorrow. God bless. Goodbye.